so what I was wanted to talk about today is I've just had like um, different ideas and things knocking around my head recently a lot about worship because we've kind of been focusing a bit more on worship I think recently here like we've been ha having practices once a month and I don't know we've got a bit of a new focus on worship and I've been really enjoying it and it's just kind of stirred up, reminded me of things that God said to me in the past about worship or things that I've heard taught on. And I just wanted to share a few of those bits and bobs because uh, I find them really encouraging and I just hope that you will find them as encouraging um, as we like just explore this wonderful area of the Christian life. Um, so I just feel that worship is really, really important because it brings something different than what the world's got to offer. It brings um, like truth and hope and life into a world which is generally, you know, often we're stressed, we're anxious, we're weary, we're wor worrying about things. But worship comes in like the opposite spirit and it just brings goodness. Um, I remember uh, I had some teaching from a guy who's from Ireland and he's really involved with a um, centre which is called Seahop, which is the Coleraine House of Prayer and in houses of prayer like that they kind of worship and pray simultaneously and there's one in um, Kansas I think it is, is it? Um, where they have, like they just do it 24-7 all year round and in Coleraine they, they do it for sessions um, and anyway this guy he would go out to Asia and when he was out in Asia um, him and his companions they'd they'd find the most notorious street for bad things, for like drug addiction, for drug dealers and prostitution. And they'd set up their, um, their instruments and they'd just play worship music on the street. And people would stop and it would really change the atmosphere. And he was talking about how um, there was a, a local cafe which was Christian and they played worship music there all the time. And how these prostitutes, men and women, would go in there with their phones and they'd record the worship music on their phones. And it was because they said it was the only thing that could help them to sleep at night. Because worship, it brings peace with it. And it's really, really powerful. And I remember going to a worship event at uh, King's Church in Eastbourne. And I had, we were worshipping and I had this real revelation of how, like, how worship looks in heaven. And it just looks really, really beautiful. Because, you know, worship is all about declaring the truth. And when we're declaring the truth, then we, we fit with what's going on in heaven. We, like, are agreeing with the beautiful truth that is in heaven. And, yeah, we just correspond with it. And that just, I'm sure in God's eyes, that's just really beautiful. And I remember realizing also, like, what a powerful weapon it is against the enemy. Because he really hates it. He really hates it. Because he can't actually deny the truth. And when we're reminded of the truth, you know, when we are reminded of what life is actually all about, who God really is, and who we are in God, then, you know, through worship and through connecting with God, then the enemy can't touch us anymore. You see, true worship really restores us to what we were always meant to be. It brings healing with it, it brings wholeness. And freedom, like just think about Paul and Silas who worshipped in prison and they literally got set free because they were worshipping. And Sometimes I think we can uh, lose a bit of focus about what worship really is and what it's really about. Because the Bible says things like, 
and you know, make a joyful noise. And Liz Farmer, she often says that, doesn't she? It's about making a joyful noise. It's not about it being. Um, it doesn't have to be like a, a lovely, tuneful noise. Just a be just a joyful noise. And another thing that says in the Bible is that you know we're told that the true worshippers will worship in spirit and in truth. And these are our yardsticks. That's it. It's not as complicated as we can make it seem sometimes. It's not really about how it sounds, and it's not really about taste or technique. It's about truth, and it's about spirit. Worship is one of our main purposes in life, you know, both practical and musical worship. It can also be one of our main joys in life, and it is, it's for every single person. Yes, yeah, some people have really amazing giftings in the area of worship, which is great and should be cherished and encouraged. But just like no Christian can say, well, loving my neighbor isn't really my thing, then no one can say worship is really not my thing. Um, do you remember that day, uh, the day away we had for the people who went? And um, the guy, Steve, he was teaching us about how our body not naturally reacts to God's holiness, like how it says, every knee shall bow. Um, sometimes, you know, people move during worship. God actually, he wants to use all of us, and our body has a natural reaction to him, um, which includes bowing the knee. But it also, I think it also, um, one of our natural reactions to God's holiness is to sing, is to worship. Um, you know, because it says, every knee shall bow and every tongue confess that Jesus is Lord. So, I think that actually worship is, it just bubbles up inside you. It's a natural reaction to God. So what is it that could stop us from worshiping like that? I know for me, I have been told my whole life that I cannot sing because technically I can't sing <laughs> at all. And, and it, used to, it used to quite upset me when I was younger. It really did stop me from singing. I didn't used to sing in church because I was worried what people thought and I was worried about cutting across other people's worship time, you know? Oh, well, if I'm noisy, then they'll just be concentrating on me being out of tune, so they won't be able to worship, so maybe I shouldn't. But I really feel like God is teaching me not to see through worldly eyes and not to hear with worldly ears. If he gives me a song to sing, then I need to sing it. I, at times when I pray with people, um, God will give me a song for that person. Um, and... If I want to be obedient to God, then I need to sing that song over someone, which is a little bit awkward when you can't really sing. <laughs> but if God has something to say, then who am I to get into the, in the way of what he's doing? And the thing is that worship, it's, although it is beautiful in heaven, like I said earlier, it's not because it's in tune or because it's technically correct. Actually, I was thinking about how probably compared to the angels, like the very best singer in the world probably sounds slightly like a toddler humming a tune. Because we're not in the fullness yet. You know, it will be perfect in heaven, it's not perfect yet. But just like the fa a father loves hearing his little toddler humming a tune, God really loves hearing us and every one of us humming our little tunes. He, he really loves to hear our efforts. And he doesn't judge like Simon Cowell judges, you know, on like technique and looks and pizzazz and all that kind of stuff. He only judges on the heart. And I just want to say that I think when we remember that, that it's, not, that it's only about the heart and it's, it's really only about him, then we can really get lost in worship 
and we can get lost in God. And that's when the really cool, awesome stuff happens. And we can connect with the Spirit. And we can share in the Spirit together in such an amazing way. And I think that's where wholeness lies. And I think that's where unity lies. Thank you.